You're listening to Catholic Chicago. Ahead, the Archdiocese of Chicago brings you programs about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Welcome to Catholic Chicago. Good morning. Welcome to Catholic Chicago on WNDZ, 7.50 a.m. Our number is 312-255-8408. You'll also catch us on youtube.com slash catholicchicago. And Father Greg Sakowitz, the rector of the cathedral here in Chicago, and co-hosting Mark Teresi, executive Hi, director of the cathedral here in Chicago. How are you, Mark? Good. That just scared me, that image. just... <laughs> Yours, yours or mine? Who, no, not yours. Who's that old man in front of me there? So. <laughs> now, the thing is, to let our listeners know, uh, Mark and I are in separate studios within the uh, radio and TV office here, just for safe distancing. And uh, But I also have to give tremendous kudos to our producer, engineer, Michael May. He sure is. Mark, run, he's uh, by himself this morning. He's really buzzing on that he's wheelchair, juggling like back a, and forth, back and forth. Three or four balls into the air at one time. So again, 312-255-8408. And Catholic Extension is a national organization and the Papal Mission Society, which has been based in Chicago since its founding in 1905. Its mission is to work in solidarity with people to build up vibrant and transformative Catholic faith communities in the poorest regions of America. Join us today is Joe Boland, Vice President of Mission for Catholic Extension. In his role, Joe oversees the relationships, programs, and funding that Catholic Extension provides to 87 dioceses across the country. He has served in this role for 14 years. Joe Boland, welcome to the program this morning. How are you, Joe? Thank you for having me. I'm I'm wonderful and better for for being in your presence this morning. Now, oh my word! Oh, <laughs> oh, how, how, oh, Here we go. Say say more, Joe. <laughs> yeah, more. <laughs> now, Mark, you and Joe go back years. Well, uh, Joe, when were you uh, at the seminary? Uh, that would have been about uh, twenty years ago or more now. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I guess we go back 20 years. Yeah. And then when you had first started at Extension, I remember visiting and I don't I don't know what what was, you know, the memories, but but I saw I remember seeing you at Extension. We had a visit. I don't know if you were doing a parish outreach, uh but anyway, you've been there 14 years. That's a great tribute to Extension that keeping a quality person like you for 14 years. And also, Joe, a shout-out to your boss, Father Jack Wall, who I heard just last week celebrated an, a birthday. Yeah, He did celebrate a birthday. He celebrated a, a very significant birthday, and he is— um, 39. He is young and chipper, as always, energetic. Um, he's he's a wonderful guy to work for, and, and he's the reason I'm here. He recruited me when he first became president of, of Catholic Extension— uh, Father Jack Wall at the time was, uh, of course, leaving his post at uh, Old St. Pat's where he was. Many people know him uh, from his uh, 24 years there. And uh, Cardinal George had asked him to come to be the president of, of Catholic Extension. And so he was putting his team together and uh, he tapped me on the shoulder one day and he said, hey, I, I want to talk to you about something. And uh, I didn't know what he wanted to talk about, but that uh, something ended up being, um, well, what you have now, 14 years later, here we are. Uh, with this just wonderful memories and and so much to look forward to still in terms of our work at Catholic Extension. It's been a beautiful ride and a, and a beautiful journey together with, now, Joe uh, with has, a great leader. Has Jack been with Extension now for 14 years? So I think he got here about a year, a uh, little less than a year before I did. So he's going on 15 years, oh, actually. That's amazing. Now, what is, what is your background? Are you Chicago born and raised? I mean, yes, Chicago guy grew up in the uh, suburbs, live in the city now, 
And uh, yeah, so I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm from Chicago. I married a Clevelander. I hope that's okay. Um, <laughs> and, uh, our kids are, you know, they're, they're Bears fans. They, uh, they well, that's what counts. I said, yeah, the sports fandom needs to follow the father's lineage, if that's okay. <laughs> and my wife agreed to that. So, What so, was your home yeah. parish? Uh, growing up, it was uh, Holy Family in Inverness. Oh, okay. oh my gosh. So as, you... as a new parish, actually. So when um, I grew up in other parishes uh, as a kid, but then when Holy Family was founded uh, in 1988, we were among some of the, um, the the founding parishioners there. Wow. In fact, I was wonderful. close to I was at the Church of the Holy Spirit in Schaumburg with uh, Father George Kane from 79 to 85 as a newly ordained priest. I was just south of you. Uh, and that was my grandparents' parish, and, and they loved you, God rest their souls. Now, their names... Uh, their last name, that was my maternal grandparents. Their last name was Henning. I remember Agnes them. And John. I remember them. Oh, my gosh. That's going now, back two things ways. before we delve into Catholic Extension. Uh, in the Archdiocese, it's amazing to me how many people mistake Jack Wall for Greg Sackowitz. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's astounding. They're easily, they're easily uh, mistakes. Uh, mistake, you know? he's, um, he's much younger. But, Jack's much younger, Mark. But here's my question. Um, Catholic Extension is a papal uh, papal society. It's universal in terms of the work, more specifically in the U.S., but it's always had Chicago leadership. Um, how did that happen? That's exactly it. So it, it goes back to the to the very beginning, um, and it's actually it's a great story. And um, I'm, I'm first of all thankful to be on the program today because I think a lot of Chicago Catholics don't realize that they have one of the most consequential Catholic institutions uh, in terms of the entire American Catholic experience mm -hmm. in their own backyard. Exactly. And Catholic Expansion has been in Chicago since 1905. It was headquartered here, uh, born out of Chicago actually, and uh, has remained here ever since. But it is, its scope is obviously uh, much broader than that. Um, it, uh, it, you know, in terms of it serving the whole country. And the reason why it was created is because uh, back around that time, around 1900, that's when the United States was no longer seen by the Vatican as a quote unquote missionary country, meaning the Vatican wasn't going to send its its resources anymore. And our founder, whose name was uh, Father uh, Francis Clement Kelly, uh, was actually working in a rural parish in Lapeer, Michigan. And he looked around and he said, but we're still a missionary country. The church is fledgling in many places. And if you get outside the large metropolitan areas like Chicago or New York or some of these other areas, you know, the church still needs a lot of help. And so he went around to, to many areas of the country kind of shopping this idea of, of a, a quote unquote extension society in which we would help raise resources that would help build up the church in areas of the country where it was still very missionary. And he got no response hmm. from some of the archbishops um, and bishops out of the Northeast. And he ended up having a conversation with, with Archbishop Quigley. And Archbishop Quigley said, yes, we, we must do this. We have to do this. And so uh, he ended up giving Francis Clement Kelly, Father uh, Francis Clement Kelly, uh, ex extension a home here. And, ex uh, and then they both realized how important this institution was so that it was only five years later that uh, Francis Clement Kelly was knocking on the door of Pope Pius X saying, we really believe that this uh, institution is going to be so consequential for the future of the Catholic Church in America, we'd like to make it a papal society. And so, uh, which means it's bigger than any one diocese, bigger than any one region. And so that's what Pope Pius X did. And, and here we are 116 years later. That's an, you really have the history down well, Joe. I'm impressed. <laughs> I mean, I've read my history books. <laughs> I had a uh, so you look at um, I'm just remembering Cusick, Slattery, Velo, Wall, all all the heads of extension. What do you think a Chicago priest brings to this role? That's a great question, um, and and obviously many of our um, uh, presidents have been Chicago priests. It's it's not exclusively. So uh, just to get back to your original question, um, the Pope always uh, actually, uh, I'm sorry, the Holy See is the one that actually places our president. Mm. So that has been a lot of um, Chicago priests, perhaps because of their familiarity with it. Um, but always uh, the uh, Chancellor of our board is ex officio 
the Archbishop of Chicago. So the Archbishops oh. of Chicago have always had a role in Catholic extension, again, going all the way back to um, Archbishop uh, Quigley. So there is that connection to the church in Chicago in terms of our governance. Um, in terms of the leadership of the organization itself, um, though it does not and has not always been a Chicago priest, I, I think there is something um, in the water in, in Chicago in terms of us um, uh, kind of seeing the bigger picture. You know, if you actually look at the demographics of the Archdiocese of Chicago, uh, in a lot of ways, they, they reflect the overall demographics of, of the church in America in terms of who's Catholic today. And that, that's kind of always been the case. And so I think the Chicago church does have that sort of visionary mindset, if you will, that understands that the church is bigger than just my parish. The church is even bigger than just my archdiocese. Uh, there's this sense of American Catholic identity that I think many of our past presidents have um, been able to embrace and thrive in this role as, as president of Catholic Extension, which really is about embracing so many different aspects and realities and situations in the Catholic Church with a mission to help strengthen the church and the church's mission throughout this country. And so I think we've been very well served by uh, so many um, Chicago based uh, leaders uh, o over the many decades that we've existed. You know, Joe, just what you're talking about uh, in the last few minutes, when Father Jack Wall approached you 14 years ago and said, I want to talk with you, and the rest is history, what made you say yes to the position? Uh, it's a, a wonderful question, and I think it goes back to literally what I just spoke about. It, it was that vision that something important is happening here. And we are in a position to be able to do something beautiful and wonderful and consequential on behalf of the American Catholic Church in the United States and something that was near and dear to my heart in the poorest communities, uh, in the places where the help and the church's presence is the most vital. And those two things of, of being part of something that was special, that was great, that was consequential, and being able to do it in a way that is that is focused on those in greatest need, um, where I, I didn't need to hear any anything else from Jack Wall other than those two things, and uh, indeed that that has been what the experience has been over the course of uh, my 14-year tenure here at, at Extension. How has it grown and changed over 14 years for you? Uh, boy, where do you where do you even begin? Um, we we've really um, you know. Father Jack Wall came in here, and I, I always am impressed to go back to the notes from the first board meeting he ever had. And it, it impressed me to hear um, a Chicago pastor really talk in the way that he was talking to our board at the time. And he, he set out four goals. And his four goals was, he said, I want to be a benchmark of excellence in terms of who we are as an organization within not just the Catholic Church, but the nonprofit world. And so that was a very bold uh, goal that he had um, just in terms of our organization. He said, we need to effectively tell our story and to be a messenger on behalf of so many people across the world and so across across the country. And so he's really helped try to build up a, uh, you know, communications um uh, you know, organization that that gets the word out about what we're doing, and, and indeed we've we've done that in many many ways. He wanted to build a comprehensive um, fundraising uh, organization, and we our, our funding to support many of the communities that rely on our help uh, uh, rely on the generosity of donors across the country. We have uh, contributors from all uh, fifty states, and so to build a national organization like that really takes a lot of um, time and attention and strategy. And that's really something that we've, that Jack, uh, Father Jack Wall set us out to do and that we've really accomplished. And then finally, his fourth goal was to develop strategic partnerships. Um, you know, we are not playing the role of coming into a place and imposing our will, imposing our, our ideas on people. You know, you don't walk into a Native American community uh, or a native Alaskan village and say, we're going to tell you how you do church. And so Father Jack's goal and really the script that I have followed uh, over the years in my role as vice president of mission is to develop strategic partnerships with the communities that we work with and to do it in a way that we can collaborate together 
and help build up what our mission says we're, we're commissioned to do, to build up vibrant and transformative Catholic faith communities in the poorest regions of America. Um, and so that is just, you know, those are the goals we followed, and there are many ways in which we've uh, set out to try to accomplish those goals. Joe, that's an outstanding summary. Mark, take us to break. Yes, WNDZ, 7.50 a.m., Catholic Chicago, 312-255-8408. When we come back, we're speaking with Joe Boland, Vice President of Mission with Catholic Extension. Maybe when we come back, we'll talk specific, some stories that Joe has about the fine work that Extension is, is doing. Um, as he had mentioned, Father Walls quote, uh, it is the glory of the church that we are never better than when we see the face of Christ in the poor. We'll be back in a few minutes. Please stay tuned. Charities, we fight hunger in Chicago throughout the year. Our six regional offices in Cook and Lake Counties work together to offer sit-down and to-go meals to anyone in need. We deliver meals to those who are homebound, and our eight food pantries offer three to four days of food supplies based on household size. Participants in these programs have the opportunity to learn about other Catholic charity services that strengthen individuals, families, and their communities. The challenges for those dealing with food insecurity are especially great during the winter months. To learn how you can help those who are hungry in your neighborhood, visit catholiccharities.net or call 312-655-7525. That's 312-655-7525. Thank you for your generosity. Special. <laughs> I feel great. I got good grades. We've seen a huge surge in our kids now meeting or exceeding grade level. Come check us out. You may have never thought we were an option before. Ancestry and genealogy are more important every day. People all over the world are wanting to learn more about their family heritage for personal and for health reasons. At Catholic Charities, we are hearing from adults who lived for a brief time at St. Vincent's Orphanage the wonderful, life-affirming agency that operated out of our headquarters for 91 years, serving thousands of women, children, and families until it closed in 1972. Our post-adoption services help adults who want to learn more about their experience at St. Vincent's. Our compassionate staff members provide whatever family background information they can offer, along with support and reunion services. To learn more, call 312-655-7093. That's 312-655-7093. The spirit of St. Vincent's lives on in the inspiring stories that continue to emerge today. We're back, Catholic Chicago, WNDZ, 7.50 a.m. on your dial, 312-255-8408. Or you can go to youtube.com slash Catholic Chicago with Joe Boland, Vice President of Mission with Catholic Extension. At the break, I read a quote from Jack Wall. I'm going to read it again, and then I'm going to ask you a question, Joe. So it is the—I think this is absolutely an outstanding identifier for the Catholic Church— it is the glory of the church that we are never better than when we see the face of Christ in the poor. Joe, you're the head of 
Vice President Mission Catholic Extension. Could you share maybe a story of impact that you remember and maybe a personal story that's really touched your heart about the work of Catholic Extension? Yeah, first of all, just a comment on on uh, Father Jack's quote. You know, um, for me personally, uh, I, I see the face of Christ um, so immediately and readily in the face of the poor. Um, I think that's why Pope Francis is constantly turning our attention to the poor. It's why he talks about the preferential option for the poor. It's why he says that we need to... Um, you know, that the church needs to rally around the poor and bring the poor from the peripheries into the heart of the church. And I really believe that that is the the very essence, the very core uh, of, of the mission of Catholic extension. Uh, I remember when Pope Francis um, first became Pope, uh, you know, Jack said, boy, it, it seems like Pope Francis could be our, our marketing uh, director uh -huh. at, at Catholic extension, the way he's talking uh, about this. And um in my experience, you know, we work with 87 Catholic dioceses throughout the country. There's 15 million Catholics in those places. Uh, we're talking about some of the poorest uh, regions of the country. There are situations and there are realities that I have uh, witnessed that I never, before coming to Extension, and I assume most people wouldn't know this either, wouldn't, wouldn't know exist in the United uh -huh. States. And, you know, I, I remember... Um, just most recently during during the pandemic, uh, you know, getting phone calls from a lot of the uh, religious sisters and a lot of the pastors whose salaries we fund that work on, you know, uh, places like the Navajo Reservation and other Native American communities out there. And, um, you know, th there was all this attention, uh, you know, about sanitization and, you know, cleaning practices, if you recall, at, at the beginning of the, of the pandemic. And, uh, I remember they called us and said, well, you know, um, our people don't have running water in wow. their homes. Um, and uh, so they actually come to the church to fill up, uh, you know, fresh water that they can take into their homes to do some of their cleaning. But it, but it's a real challenge right now. And so I think, you know, for me, uh, one of the special things about my work at Catholic Extension is, is to realize that we're in solidarity with a side of the Catholic Church that truly is um, serving the poorest of the poor. And, and that is a very, um, that, that is a privileged, and that's why Jack said it is to the glory of the Church. That is absolutely correct. Um, we are more blessed by our um, exposure to and solidarity with the poor than they are even uh, in terms of their receiving the generosity that might come from organizations uh, like Catholic Extension. And so it's it's an absolutely transformational experience. You, you do not see the church the same way. You don't see the world the same way. You don't see society the same way. When you have, when you see it through the eyes of the church encountering the poor, and that, that's a key word, again, that we hear a lot from Pope Francis. It's all about having that in-person encounter. Our narrative right now as a country of, is so often centered on our polarizations and our divisions. And I tell you, it things become very simple when you're sitting around a table with people just having a conversation um, about what that reality is. And, um, you know, so for me, uh, one of my favorite uh, experiences of church, uh, honestly, if, if I, I'd love to talk to the ecclesiological experts about this, but you know, uh, of a small community in Alabama, it's mostly a immigrant community. They work in the fields in Alabama. And um, we helped pay the position of a woman whose job was to go find the people who were not in the pews uh, in the church and the people who were literally on the peripheries. And she found these communities that were worshiping in sheds, uh, garages, all throughout rural Alabama. And she took me into one of these places and it was beautiful. It was like walking into the stable at Bethlehem. They had uh, on the wall the Ten Commandments and the Seven Sacraments written out on the other side on a poster board. There was the ATV over there and a community of faith gathering. There were no priests. There were no official professionals, if you will, of, of the Catholic Church, apart from this woman who, who we hired to, to bring these people into the heart of the church. And, and they're some of the most special experiences you have with people at that very, very grassroots level 
And uh, not only did uh, the person that we work with bring those people into the heart of the church and into a local parish, but she actually worked with them to help make leaders out of them and, and to support them in their own uh, education and development as, as leaders in the Catholic Church. And so th- that's just one example out of like literally thousands um, <laughs> that, uh, that have just touched my life and my faith uh, you, you know, um, it, it, through our work at Catholic Extension. Now, Joe, I have to ask uh, this question. How many air miles have you logged in 14 years? Do you have any you idea? Know, yeah. I, I lost track um, because it, it it is a lot. And there is there have been many, many years of crisscrossing the country. By the way, I think that's one of the reasons why Extension works so well being based in Chicago is because we do have... Um, I, I, I kid you not, I have gone to Alaska for a lunch meeting. That is not a joke. Huh. Um, and you can do it in a place like Chicago. Uh-huh. You wouldn't be able to do that if you were living in another part of the country. Right. Uh, I can just as easily run down to uh, Puerto Rico, where we provide a lot of support, um, and kind of do the same thing. So uh, needless to say, it's been a lot. Um, and, uh, you know, we, we are on the road a lot, and that is because we are trying to be to build up relationships, as, as, as Jack said, you know, build strategic um, partnerships with the communities that receive our support so that the more that we are in tune with their dreams, their hopes, their desires, the more we can uh, serve them and support them and help build up that vibrant Catholic faith. You know, experience. Joe, in talking with you, I remember it was back in August of 2017. It was 2017 that I joined Extension with you, uh, Father Jack Wall, Cardinal Blaise Supich, we went down to Brownsville, Texas. There were like four or five priests with us and a contingent from Chicago just to see Catholic Extension in action. I was so touched and moved by the deep faith of the people that in terms of all that Catholic Extension is giving, I can see with the work that you do, you have received more by what you have seen and experienced in the love of the people, of the poor, and it was a great four days we had down in Brownsville, Texas. We were, the, again, by the, uh, we actually took a bus or a ride past the wall uh-huh. between uh, Texas and Mexico. And we saw buses being brought to the centers of the communities. And the look of these people's faces who had just walked hundreds of miles through Guatemala, into Mexico, into the United States. I realize it's a whole separate topic, but the church being the face of the poor and a reach out to the community, and not a sense of feeling sorry for them, but saying they are sisters and brothers in the Lord to reach out to them. That experience back in August of 17 so touched my heart. And I've, I've said this to you, Joe, as much as you try to get the word out there about Catholic Extension, I think it's the best kept secret United States, you do such great work of trying to get the name out of Catholic Extension, and yet so many people are unaware of it. We have to make them more aware of Catholic Extension and the great work. Uh, Mark, take us to break, would you? Sure. WNDZ, 7.50 a.m., Catholic Chicago, 312-255-8408, or you can see us on YouTube.com slash Catholic Chicago with Joe Boland, Vice President of Mission, with Catholic Extension. Maybe when we come back, we can talk about maybe a few projects that Extension is working on, but also uh, from my background, how can people financially support the wonderful work of Catholic Extension? We'll be back in a few minutes. Please stay tuned. Charities, we fight hunger in Chicago throughout the year. Our six regional offices in Cook and Lake Counties work together to offer sit-down and to-go meals to anyone in need. We deliver meals to those who are homebound, and our eight food pantries offer three to four days of food supplies based on household size. 
Participants in these programs have the opportunity to learn about other Catholic charity services that strengthen individuals, families, and their communities. The challenges for those dealing with food insecurity are especially great during the winter months. To learn how you can help those who are hungry in your neighborhood, visit catholiccharities.net or call 312-655-7525. That's 312-655-7525. Thank you for your generosity. We are at the Most Blessed Trinity Parish Food Pantry in Waukegan. And here we uh, care for people in need. There was definitely an uptick in the needs for services. We doubled our volume after COVID hit. From servicing about 250 families a week to about 500 a week. We supply bread, tortillas, vegetables, milk, cheese, butter, uh, proteins, fish, chicken, eggs. Well, the annual Catholic Appeal has been a tremendous help to us, especially over the past year and a half. Without the annual Catholic Appeal, we might have to close our doors. Um, our parish is the largest one in the Archdiocese, but it's very poor. We think about food and we think about nourishment, but we also nourish the soul, provide that connection to humanity. The good works here are made possible through the annual Catholic Appeal. Make your gift at annualcatholicappeal.com. The cemetery ministry is a core ministry of our Catholic faith tied to the corporal works of mercy. It's comforting to know that our Catholic cemeteries are caring for the remains of our loved ones awaiting the resurrection. There are 44 Archdiocese of Chicago Catholic cemeteries willing to help you in your time of loss. Call 708-449-6100 or visit catholiccemeterychicago.org. Catholic Cemeteries, serving the Catholic community since 1837. You're listening to Catholic Chicago. Ahead, the Archdiocese of Chicago brings you programs about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Thanks for letting us be part of your morning. Now again, Catholic Chicago. We're back, WNDZ, 7.50 a.m., Catholic Chicago. Father Greg Sackowitz, Mark Teresi here working with Father Greg, and we're having a wonderful conversation with Joe Boland, Vice President of Mission, Catholic Extension, 312, and our number here at our show is 312-255-8408, or you can go to youtube.com slash Catholic Chicago. Mark, why do you look older on the screen? I'm aging miserably. Probably because of <laughs> That's me. That's my favorite line. I'm aging <laughs> miserably. <laughs> no, just joking. Um, we all age gracefully. Yeah, I don't think so. But maybe if I turn my eyes. Anyway, so Joe, um, before the break, I was saying two things. One, maybe a project or two so people understand the work of Catholic Extension. So, uh, you've, people have heard, you know, uh, supplementing salaries to help move the missions forward of the church. But some people are interested in building projects, if you're involved in those kinds of things, the water project. And, and then how can—we'll um, talk again about it during the show, but how can people support Catholic Extension? Yeah. Well, um, I'm glad you brought up building churches. That was one of the things that uh, we started to do as Catholic Extension from the very beginning. That was part of the vision of the organization— and it uh, remains a, a part of the work of what we do is when we say we help build up the Catholic Church, literally uh, that can entail building up not only leaders and ministries, uh, but, but, but physical buildings as well. Mm -hmm. And so the statistic I love to throw out to people, and it's hard for them to believe, but it, it is uh, absolutely true throughout Catholic Extension's history. So beginning in 1905 to the present day, we have helped build and repair uh, no less than 12,700 Catholic Church facilities in the United States. Wow. That is amazing. Uh, that means, wow. That means the Catholic Extension has helped, uh, you know, uh, build and repair more churches than there are, wait for it, 
than there are Starbucks stores in <laughs> the United States. So that that is a, a tremendous, tremendous legacy. And it is a work that continues. And when we tell people that, you know, oftentimes uh, they might be a little incredulous to say, well, wait a minute, I, I didn't know we were still building churches. I thought maybe we were merging them or closing them in other areas. I, I wasn't aware that the Catholic population was growing uh, to the point where we might need new churches. And that's the good news. You know, we work in a lot of parts of the country where it's densely Catholic, where it's youthful, where, where there's a lot of young people, where the church is growing fast and they don't have two nickels to rub together. <laughs> and so that's where uh, organizations, uh, well, well, Catholic Extension really is the organization that comes in to be able to work with them to help uh, make that dream, that reality of a, of a Catholic church, a Catholic facility, a possibility. Now, oftentimes they're very simple structures, um, but they are better than sometimes the storefront or the shed, as I just mentioned before, uh, that they might be worshiping in. And so we continue to help uh, build churches. And uh, Father Greg, you brought up a great example of a diocese where that's happening, uh, where, where you were in Brownsville, Texas. You know, it's a diocese of 1.2 million Catholics. It continues to grow. Uh, we follow, we track all the census data so we can kind of get a feel for what's happening diocese by diocese. Um, but that's a diocese where the bishop, uh, Bishop Danny Flores, who's actually a, a member of our Board of Governors, had said to me once, you know, I could be building four to five new churches per year, and I still wouldn't be keeping pace with with the the need, the growth uh, that is there. And so that's a tremendously exciting thing for us. Um, and and it's kind of a it, it's 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 a unique paradox of where the Catholic Church in America is right now that the most densely uh, populated Catholic areas of the country also happen to be the poorest areas of the country. And so where, where there's, there's the highest rates of poverty. And so the church's mission, if, if we need to be, uh, we need to be there um, perhaps more than anywhere else uh, among the poor. That's, that's the very mission. Again, the foundation of Catholic extension is ensuring that the church's presence is extended to those peripheries, extended to the poor. And so, and part of what that work entails is building churches. But I, I also uh, reference to the fact that uh, we fund leaders. Um, you know, I, I should mention this. We fund about four to 500 seminarians per year for a small diocese. And, and I should say this, many of the dioceses that we work with, it could be serving half million up to a million people. And those dioceses might have the same annual operating budget as one of our larger parishes in Chicago. And so they're very, very under-resourced. And so the prospect of funding the education of their seminarians is a really, really difficult thing for them. And so they rely on Catholic Extension to help uh, uh, underwrite those costs. And one of the seminaries we have a great relationship with is uh, uh, Mundelein Seminary, where we've actually set up a scholarship program um, the Francis George uh, Scholarship Program for seminarians from our 87 extension dioceses who would want to come uh, study their theology there, as well as go on and get an STL degree, a licentiate degree. And that has been a great partnership we've had, uh, again, realizing that for many of these poorer dioceses, uh, just funding their seminarian education is an enormous, enormous need uh, that they have, and something that Catholic Extension has been uh, helping to support um, for for many many years. So th those are just kind of two examples of some things that we're um, that we're involved in, where there's where there's great need uh, in the Catholic Church. And, and let me just say this as I uh, close the loop on on uh, seminarians: many of the vocations uh, uh, or growth in vocations that you see actually in the country, uh, thankfully, many of them are coming from Extension dioceses. Um, they now in Little Rock, Arkansas, where the Catholic population is about five percent of the of the entire population of the state. Um, you know, they have now as many priests in their diocese as they did in 1965, which was at, at their peak. And so that's it's amazing. Tremendous. Yeah, well, yeah not... it's tremendous to see this growth in vocation. So they need help. And thankfully, we have a partner here in Chicago, Mundelein Seminary, that has worked with us to help. Uh, fulfill that need. You know, Joe, I've seen Catholic Extension in action, and the thought struck me, in, what, in those that are watching on YouTube, the great shots on the screen. If Catholic Extension did not exist, I can't imagine where these rural dioceses would be. It would be 
beyond words. I just can't fathom without the, of 117 years now of a presence of Catholic extension by way of presence of people, uh, faith builders, um, monetary to build buildings. And I was with you in Brownsville. I saw three or four of these modest churches. They were beautiful, though. They were simple but beautiful. as a gathering for the people. Now, Cardinal Supich came from Rapid City, um, and Cardinal Supich has a real love for Catholic Extension. Tell us about the work you're doing there in Rapid City. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, first of all, to, to complete your thought, uh, you know, um, I can't imagine what what the church would be without extension. I, I also say I can't imagine what the church would be without these communities uh, that 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 we're supporting. I, they they are just beautify us, enrich us in so many different ways. And a great example of that is uh, the diocese where uh, Cardinal Blaise Supich got his start as bishop, uh, Rapid City, South Dakota. Um, it covers a massive uh, geographic uh, area. Um, he compares it to a country. I think he's. It, it's about the size of Croatia, where his family has his mm-hmm. <laughs> ancestral roots. Um, you know, so it's about half the size of uh, of uh, of South Dakota, and um, it covers five different native uh, reservations. And Cardinal Supic, uh, I remember back in the day, Bishop Supic, when he was uh, bishop out there and and a member of Catholic Extension's board as well. Uh, that was, uh, again, part of the vision of, of our good friend and president, Father Jack Wall. He said, boy, there's this really uh, bright bishop out in Rapid City, and I'd really like to get him involved in our board at uh, Catholic Extension. And he did. And so he's had a great relationship with us, not only as a recipient of, uh, you know, the funding of, of Catholic Extension for our diocese that he shepherded, but also as a longtime now um, member of our Board of Governors, and of course now today as our Chancellor. But in that diocese where he was, you know, he was very in tune with um, the realities of the Native American community. In fact, he partnered with Catholic Extension when he first got there to commission a study to really do uh, extensive listening sessions with these very diverse Native American communities throughout his diocese. Uh, and, and, and on these reservations to talk to them about ways in which the Catholic Church could be um, a greater presence to them, uh, to them and to the people and be, uh, you know, a, a greater evangelizing force, if you will. And so and that partnership brought together a lot of different uh, leadership opportunities and ministries that then followed. And so um, if you've ever been out to a Native American reservation, you, you might know that there, there are areas where there's a lot of struggle. Um, there's a great deal of, of poverty that spans uh, generations. Um, you know, there's there's a great deal of uh, unemployment and 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 issues of of all kinds. And so those are places that that we understand, and certainly then Bishop Supic understood the church needs to have a strong presence in these places to be in solidarity uh, with those who are suffering and those who really experience themselves on on the margins. And we continue to work with that diocese. We continue to support um, the ministries of some of those uh, great uh, Native American reservations that are out there. And just a wonderful, beautiful people who, again, um, are, are a great blessing to us. Uh, Pope Francis uh, said in, in the Synod after the, um, uh, where they uh, talked with the uh, Amazonian people, said that every tribe, every people, is an expression of the inexhaustible beauty of God. And you certainly see that in a place like Rapid City, where you see this culture and faith coming together in a very powerful way that enriches us. And I, I know we as Chicago Catholics often hear Bishop Supich, uh, or now Cardinal Supich, talk about some of that wisdom that he gleaned from those years uh, ministering to the Native uh, peoples. You know, Joe, we've been on the air now about 45 minutes. We could have been here till noon. We're beginning to run out of time. Uh, Mark, take us to our last break. WNDZ, 7.50 a.m., Catholic Chicago, 312-255-8408, or you can watch on youtube.com slash catholicchicago. Uh, When we come back, Joe, maybe we could talk a little bit about the board. You had mentioned uh, Cardinal Supich on the board. A lot of bishops. You go to the website, a lot of bishops on the board. I'm curious about that. But then in terms of Catholic leadership, What are the needs now and how can Catholics around the country 
be a support of Catholic Extension. Maybe I'd ask it this way. What can the Faith Community Holy Name Cathedral do to help support Catholic Extension? We'll be back in a few minutes for Father Greg Sackowitz, Mark Teresi here, Catholic Chicago. Please stay tuned. Catholic Charities, we fight hunger in Chicago throughout the year. Our six regional offices in Cook and Lake Counties work together to offer sit-down and to-go meals to anyone in need. We deliver meals to those who are homebound, and our eight food pantries offer three to four days of food supplies based on household size. Participants in these programs have the opportunity to learn about other Catholic Charity services that strengthen individuals, families, and their communities. The challenges for those dealing with food insecurity are especially great during the winter months. To learn how you can help those who are hungry in your neighborhood, visit catholiccharities.net or call 312-655-7525. That's 312-655-7525. Thank you for your generosity. I am a seminarian. The church needs compassionate and well-trained priests to help guide each of us through life. What inspires me, what draws me always to the priesthood is continue to see priests be a beacon of hope for other people. You can play a part in the education of these young men as they prepare for a life of service to others. I want to be that beacon of hope too. and it's, it, sets my heart on fire. To support our seminarians, make your gift at archchicago.org slash seminarian fund or call 312-534-7959. Ancestry and genealogy are more important every day. People all over the world are wanting to learn more about their family heritage for personal and for health reasons. At Catholic Charities, we are hearing from adults who lived for a brief time at St. Vincent's Orphanage, the wonderful, life-affirming agency that operated out of our headquarters for 91 years, serving thousands of women, children, and families until it closed in 1972. Our post-adoption services help adults who want to learn more about their experience at St. Vincent's. Our compassionate staff members provide whatever family background information they can offer, along with support and reunion services. To learn more, call 312-655-7093. That's 312-655-7093. The spirit of St. Vincent's lives on in the inspiring stories that continue to emerge today. back at WNDZ 750 AM on your dial, Catholic Chicago, 312-255-8408, or you can see us on youtube.com slash Catholic Chicago. Father Greg Sackwitz, Mark Teresi here with, with Joe Boland, Vice President of Mission uh, with Catholic Extension. Joe, when we took a break, I, I was just curious, there's, I remember years ago talking to Monsignor Vila when he was there and basically saying that financially— Catholic Extension is not a charity that accumulates funds. It the the needs are so great every year. What you take in, pretty much you spend. In term, um, how do you figure out those priorities? There's so many needs. There are so many needs, and um, you know that's why it goes back to what one of our primary goals is is, is to really be a listening organization is to really be an organization that is in collaboration, in partnership with uh, these 87 dioceses that work with us uh, you know, throughout the country to really understand their hopes and their dreams and their goals for themselves and to help understand what, what are their greatest priorities. And so we, we certainly have a guideline of, of how we um, provide support and assistance and, and programming uh, to these places. But it really begins with the communities themselves. 
and what they see as needing uh, help with. And so we do a lot of uh, a lot of listening. Uh, you know, you asked about the travel before. You know, we probably do about 115 to uh, you know 120 visits and events with our um, in our dioceses in our in these communities, as well as with the Catholic leadership of these places, so that Catholic Extension can be as in touch as as it possibly can to help raise awareness for and ultimately resources um, for what they have presented to us. And, and it, it, it tends to be, you know, basic stuff. I mean, the three main ways the Catholic Extension provides support is supporting infrastructure and facilities, uh, supporting the leadership of, of the Catholic Church. So whether it's funding the salaries of the sisters working in the Native American reservations uh, or, you know, uh, funding the salary of a priest who's working with the migrant farm workers or funding the education of seminarians. Uh, you know, we, we do a lot to, to, to support leadership. And then thirdly is, is, to, is to support ministry, some of the basic ministries of the church that would not be uh, possible without, um, you know, without Catholic Extension help. Earlier, or I should say late in 2021, I was uh, out in Alaska and I was visiting with um, a missionary priest out there. He serves a lot of the native Alaskan villages, none of which are accessible by road. Uh, they're only accessible either by plane or by um, snowmobile. And so there was a presbyteral meeting uh, of the priests uh, during this time. And the main concern all the priests had at, the, at this presbyteral meeting was, how can we get the right snowmobile parts to make sure that we can get to the parishes huh. this winter? Um, wow. to to celebrate mass um and in fact and that's a huge priority because during the pandemic um some of these communities did not see a priest did not have catholic mass for about 13 months the bishop up there bishop chad Zelinsky, which is a who's a wonderful man said that what he went to one of those villages after a 13 month um you know uh, absence of of any kind of uh, priest or, or or himself the bishop and he said the people literally greeted him with tears. Mm -hmm. And so obviously there's cost uh, to, to doing that type of ministry in, in that type of area like Alaska. And Catholic Extension literally helps um, sometimes fill the fill the tank of gas on the snowmobile. It, mm -hmm. it gets as basic and as elemental as that sometimes. Now, Julian, two questions. Number one is we've talked about Rapid City, South Dakota, Bronzeville, Texas, uh, parts of Alaska, Puerto Rico. Which Catholic Extension diocese connected would be closest to Chicago? Geographically speaking, uh, Kalamazoo, Michigan. Okay. Uh, and our, our commitment to them is really with the migrant farm workers. Okay. Many of us who are Chicagoans love to go up uh, to, to Western Michigan, uh, that beautiful lakefront, and, and hang out there. I'm, I'm one of them. Um, but also that's a diocese where you have tens of thousands of migrant farm workers coming in every year. Um, you know, uh, doing, uh, picking the fruit and the vegetables that are ultimately found in our supermarkets and on our tables. And uh, the, the Catholic Church does a great deal of work with the migrant farmers, farm workers, not only in that diocese, but in many dioceses across the country. And so, uh, you know, geographically speaking, uh, the Diocese of Kalamazoo, Michigan, or, or in other words, southwestern Michigan, would be the closest diocese uh, geographically to the Archdiocese of Now, Chicago just listening to this last hour, being with Extension now for yourself, 14 years, how has this work impacted you personally? Yeah, you know, I, I think you see your relationships differently. You see your faith differently, certainly. You see uh, family differently. And, and what, I, what I mean by that is you have a greater appreciation of all of it. Um, I have been to so many communities. I, I just mentioned the one in Alaska that didn't see a priest for, you know, 13 months. Um, I have encountered so many people that really, truly fight for their faith, that their faith is so core to who they are. Uh, they are so desperate to pass it on to the next generation, to their children, to share it with them. And, and it's a very simple dream. And oftentimes the, the people who have nothing and you will walk into these communities. My favorite example is uh, walking into an, an indigenous community in Southern California, which is the Diocese of San Bernardino, which by the way is 
the diocese where Bishop Alberto Rojas mm-hmm. is now, mm-hmm. formerly of Chicago. And it's an indigenous community, and they help it's people living out in a trailer park um, who pick uh, the, the crops in the fields. They, they're, they're very poor, and the community work with them, and they help get a park, which is great. They helped pave the streets, wonderful. They got street lights. They're very, very happy with that. But I met with these indigenous leaders, and they said, we need a church. We need a church to be built here, and that's actually a project we're working on right now with Bishop uh, Rojas to help see what we can do to to provide a a church building for those people. And the reason why they see a church amid all their problems and struggles in life, they know so intuitively that the church is at the core of their community. It's at the core of their identity. It's at the core of their family. And so they give people like me an appreciation for why I'm Catholic, why faith is important, why family is important, and how faith kind of intersects with all of this, and that faith touches uh, hearts, lives, as well as society at large as well. You know, we build up vibrant, transformative faith communities so that they can go out into the world and ultimately live their mission and be transformative of the society around them. And every place I go, no matter the context, whether we're talking Alaska or the church in Appalachia or the church in the Deep South or Puerto Rico, you see examples of people who literally have nothing when it comes to, you know, their socioeconomics, uh, their their financial reality. But faith and family is everything to them. And you you cannot experience that and be the same Catholic, be the same person. I'm not the same father. <laughs> you so, know, I, it, it changes you and transforms so, you. So and how do people for, connect before we run out of time? We have time. one minute left. Yeah. We want everybody to... to who is open to this to experience that transformation for themselves. And so Catholic Extension has uh, done a magazine, a quarterly magazine now for over a hundred years. Get the magazine, go to our website. Give us the web, give us the web, Joe. CatholicExtension.org. There's ways to donate there. There's ways to read about some of the upcoming things that we're involved in, the current projects, the building of churches, the ministries, the leaders. The magazine is marvelous. Now, is there a phone number people can call? Is there a yeah, phone and uh, you can you can get on the magazine um, and uh, uh, and 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 uh, download uh, that. There, our phone number is is on there where you can call. Get a Catholic Extension calendar as well. All the information is at the website CatholicExtension.org. Well, I just want to say, you know, this has been a tremendous hour. Uh, Joe, you're doing a phenomenal job along with Father Jack Wall and the entire team. You work effortlessly, long hours tremendous miles put on the airplane all the way from Puerto Rico to Alaska, every other place. So I want to thank in a very special way, Joe Boland, Vice President of Mission for Catholic Extension. Joe, you've been an outstanding guest, and uh, so thank you. We'll be back on again and give our best to the entire crew there. Special thank you to our co-host, Mark Teresi. Great am. job, Mark. And oh, to our you. tremendous work of our team here, Javi Garcia. Michael May, producer-engineers, have done a tremendous job. To all of our listeners, may God bless you. Uh, it's cold out there. It's January in Chicago. And think of the poor, and the, to be the face of Christ to the poor is what it's all about, to reach out in faith and love. And we pray for an end to the pandemic. Please pray to an end for that. So God bless all of you. And have a blessed day and a weekend coming up. Monday through Friday at this time for Catholic Chicago. You can stream our programs live or listen to past programs by visiting our website, archchicago.org, and clicking on Radio TV. And please connect with Catholic Chicago on social media.